0: Did you see this outfit Chloe wore to like a basketball game? Yeah. It's like so many things going on. She could dress way cooler. So one of my bathrooms has to be different because you took my 10 marble slabs. I need to now buy seven slabs of marble or I have to change two of my bathrooms because I can't have my whole house be one marble and then two rooms, another marble. We're about to be making moves. How? Tell me when. We're building an app so people can shop online. I'm doing a full revamp. I need to ask you a few questions, such as, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now, and do you want me to talk about this? Can the world survive? Because that's what I'm gonna do. I said, maybe I should, and maybe I shouldn't. What's the point? We have surgically altered girls being held up as role models for our children The Kardashians, for example, are a waste of human DNA. They've done more to debase and destroy the young girls in our society, in my opinion, than anyone other than the black Nazi that she used to be married to. Jewish people have owned the black voice, Mm. whether it's through us wearing a Ralph Lauren shirt or it's all of us being signed to a record label or having a Jewish manager or being signed to a Jewish basketball team Mm. or doing a movie on a Jewish platform like Disney they dominate the news cycle they buy the vermin in the media you cannot open a newspaper without seeing the black Nazi and his views on Jews and his views on America for for like one second and they will sell you a new pair of sneakers to go with it then you see how with the head held high like that walking around like she's God Almighty she's a fetid waste of human DNA why am I going on because they symbolize the black Nazi and the surgically altered slut In my opinion, they symbolize to me the death of the West, more so than anything in our society. We have a senior citizen home, assisted living, passing for a White House. What he's doing on a daily basis, spelling out the word dot today. If you get any questionable calls, please tell us by going to reportfrauddotftc.com. Spelled out DOT. When he saw a dot on the screen, they said dot com, he spelled DOT. Do you understand the mind is shot? The mind's gone. Do you understand that we're facing the existential death of the whole West with a nuclear war? You say, well, Putin's just kidding. You know that for a fact. How? Because you read it in the Jake Tapper Gazette. I had a podcast that came up today called Eight Reasons Putin May Not Be Bluffing by an expert. She's an expert. She grew up in Russia. She's multilingual, Rebecca Koffler. She advises the CIA, the FBI, the DIA. I think she knows more than most people on Twitter. She said he may not be bluffing, and the eight reasons, and it's an an incredible podcast. And I'm not going to, like, summarize my own podcast. Go listen to it. So I'm in a a bad place because all my life I feared the annihilation of civilization since I've been a little boy. In fact, for, for those of you who have read may have read my book god faith and reason it opens with a boy where is this chasing a newspaper here papers in the street page 41. page 41 i think i'll look it up myself because that's when i knew i was different i didn't say oh i'm different give me a halo that's not what i mean i just knew there was something different about me than all the other boys I have in my hand a well-worn, brown, almost worn out little business card from my father that I recently received from a family member. It has his name and an antique store address. 137 Ludlow Street, New York to New York. And on the back of it is my grandfather's name. The petition number from his citizen papers, which say Russia and Poland, and also the names of the three children he brought with him. Apparently, my father made notes on the card for his immigrant father who I assume couldn't write for himself in English. I look at the card and I wonder what their struggles must have been. My grandfather, Sam, was the astronaut of the family, having left behind the old world and come here without his family, eventually bringing over his wife and then his three children one by one, working 24 seven, working seven days a week rather. He died of a heart attack at 47, no doubt from struggle, worry and cigarettes, God knows what else. I mention this card in this book because I wonder how much God played a role in Sam's life. As far as I know, I do not come from a religious family at all. My father Benjamin was an atheist who didn't believe in a greater being. He was very cynical about religion. As for me, religion entered my life strangely. Actually, I don't think it entered. I think it was always there. I have one memory. I was a young boy, maybe five years old, running in the streets of the Bronx. And I remember a Jewish newspaper was blowing in the wind. I didn't understand a word of it, but because it was written in another language that I thought was a holy language, I assumed it was a holy writing. I picked up every sheet of it, gathered up the news sheets, gathered them up in the wind, took them home and said to my mother, look what I found in the street, I saved it thinking I'd saved some holy text. Well, it obviously was just a newspaper written in Yiddish, but I didn't know that. There are other distant memories of my relationship to an ancestral language and my ancestral religion, which will come up throughout this book. That's the whole story. Papers in the street. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Let me jump to something I have in my hand right now. It's been preserved for 40 years. I haven't looked at it in 40 years. It was preserved in a case. Precious to me, maybe not to you. Fiji medicinal plants, 1971, 72, 73, 74, 75. These are the notes that I took as I collected these plants in all of those islands. See, I didn't copy them from anyone. Tavaoli, Vuvu, cough, filtrate mixed, used for a cough. And it's a list of all the plants that I collected over these years at my own, at my, I funded my own uh, research. There was no research money for this at that time. I don't know why I was there. I don't know what motivated me to do this. Year after year I would scrape together every dime I could, working the jobs. Nine sixteen seventy five, Carasaro Village, Viti Levu. Antonio Sarogo, forty nine years old, six to seven months laying down in a hospital day and night, couldn't move. So they made for him Buanavit Niviti Tarena Sambusina, Yalu and Yaro and Vasinidina, moko moko Cycloporus. So this was the mixture. Now, I must tell you, I received a small amount of funding from the National Cancer Institute. It was funding anti-cancer research. And these notes were taken, and they've been preserved, in mothballs, poles, really, like those newspapers in the street, which had no meaning. And what i kept thinking was one day this collection of plants which i'll tell you more about in a minute that i so painstakingly connected wow look at this list it's impressive even to me right now 40 i haven't seen this in 40 years it's like i just woke up and found this in a bottle and i had hoped through time that one day amongst all these plants that i had collected and sent back the National Cancer Institute for screening about it for anti-tumor compounds, in recording the folklore surrounding how the indigenous people use them, maybe one day some future scientists would find another use for some of these plants. And here's another book that went with it, a little, a little plant book in my script. Look what I stumbled on. God, remembrances while reading Mom's The Moon The Moon and Sixpence. I don't even want to read it to you. It just maybe it's not on, on key here. South Sea's Private Hotel, July 5th, 1971, Suva. All these little remembrances evoked by Mom's line, quote, I got a Jew in and he gave me a round sum for the lot, page 136. That's from Somerset Maugham's book, The Moon and Sixpence. I wrote. My father was the Jew who went in and bought out entire lifetimes of belongings when people died or moved away. See, I got a Jew in and he gave me around some for the lot. He meant he was selling off the lot of clothing and stuff from a dead man. Of course, he was a relatively unimportant dealer, so our contacts were generally with other small people. But I did manage to get quite a peek into many lives when I was very young. I didn't even know this was in here, honest to God. I don't know why it was in here. I don't know why these reflections came up in a hotel. In a few minutes, I'm going to have to go have a drink. Migraine, TB, headache, heart attack, fish poisoning, ulcers, hernia, mental disorders, boils, swelling, asthma, leprosy, child development, wounds, weakness, spirit danger, pneumonia, thrush, swollen breast, sore throat, fractures, swollen testicles, piles. You say, oh, what the hell do they know? They're just a bunch of old black people who lived on an island. Well, they're not modern people. What do they know about healing? Well, let me remind you of something. These black people who you don't know anything about, maybe you drink Fiji water and you see them in a tourist poster, as other islanders in the South Pacific, have inhabited those islands for at least 10,000 years. Without any help from any other culture or society, they somehow developed their own material culture, Their own art, their own poetry, their own music, and their own medicine. They did very well, by the way, without the Europeans. This is not to say European civilization is all bad. I'm not one of those. So I was drawn there for reasons I will never understand. It has to be some kind of fatalistic thing. Why are people drawn to things? Why didn't I become a dentist or a doctor or a lawyer or a real estate developer? I don't know. I didn't want to. I had no, dr- nothing drew me into those areas. I love music. In fact, all afternoon today, I was playing Latin music from the era that I loved Latin music. It lifted me into another state. And as I played the Latin music and looked at the water, uh, certain emotions and moods came over me how music can be so great with geniuses, these uh, Johnny Pacheco and and Fania All-Stars, just they're amazing geniuses in music that they can evoke feelings. And when you listen to music like that and you realize it originated in the islands, in this case of, of Cuba or of the Caribbean, you can literally feel the motion of the waves in the music if you're near water. You can hear how it flows over and over and continues, breaking on the shore, breaking on the shore, breaking on the shore, breaking on the shore, picking up a rhythm, the conga drum, the bongo drum the flute made of wood so the indigenous peoples developed their own relationship with god nature and the universe the savage nation it's savage on demand so here i was drawn to these plants and uh, the reason this is a, of, of some importance to me right now maybe of some importance to one out of a thousand of you who are listening is that as I collected these plants, what you would do is you collect the plant, you interview the person, what they use them for, as you just heard, and then you would press the plant, put it in the dryer, preserve it from insects, make seven copies of the same plant, save them, and then they're sent to seven museums around the world. They're called herbariums. The circle has been completed for me after so many decades of thinking, what am I gonna do with all of this stuff that I've collected? i mean i've written some scientific papers fine but the plants themselves i found a museum a herbarium that not only wants to take them but they're thanking me calling it a very important collection and it will be called the michael weiner Ethnobotanical collection and it'll live there for a long time forever as long as anything lives in a museum these days it's like a cloister when you go into a herbarium you are connected to linnaeus one of the earliest of botanists, Linnaeus, for those of you who know who he is. And you're connected to a past. I used to work in a herbarium, if you can believe this, in the Bishop Museum in Hawaii. And there was a 96-year-old botanist named Harold St. John, rest of soul. And he was working down the table for me. It was like being in a monastery. He'd be working on his collections without saying a word. And I would I'd observe him as the young student down the table. He never said a word to me. He was like this guy was the the god of you know that field i never talked to him he knew he was in his own cloister and i would watch sometimes what he would eat he would eat lettuce washed lettuce and washed raisins 96 years old he didn't go out for veal parmesan followed up with a with a sambuca and a tiramisu he ate very sparingly so one day i'm working on my specimens (laughs) You know, he knew what went on in the herbarium. Yes, this young guy, I was young. I was in my 30s, I think, by that time. I don't remember. He comes over to the table where I'm working on my specimens, and he pushes them aside like that, just pushes them aside, and he starts to talk to me about what I'm looking at. We spoke for a few minutes. Now, remember, this man had written a book called The, the Flora of Newfoundland, published in 1916, if I remember correctly. I was a holy God. This was in the 70s. And this guy had written the book in 1916. I couldn't fathom anyone still being alive who was that old. Well, here I am approaching a certain age. And my books, some of them go back as far as that did to me then. Could you believe it? I hope I can believe it. It's Sometimes you can lose balance thinking about time. That's why it's not good to don't look back. The song remember, by Dylan who got it from the Bible, Don't Look Back. When Lot looks back when when she looks back upon don't look back, don't look back came from the Bible. Some of the greatest titles in English literature all come from the Bible. Hemingway knew that. All the great writers knew that. John Steinbeck knew that. Dare I say that there's almost no literature today at all? It's all filth and, and garbage. I don't even want to tell you what they're publishing. I my great publisher, after doing six of my bestsellers' political books at that, and others was fired because they wouldn't publish any conservative books anymore at Hachette. They closed down, Center Street Press. She had one bestseller after another, great editor. The girls came from the colleges and they said, we don't wanna publish any conservative books. They fired her, great editor, one bestseller after another and closed down the division. Conservative books are dead, you can't publish them. You talk about censorship? You talk about living in the Soviet Union? There may be more freedom in Russia today than there is in America. I don't know what life is like in Russia right now. But I know that we're living in the equivalent of the USS of A. I wrote about that 30 years ago. The USS of A. So what am I here for? Just to complain? No, I'm just sharing with you some ideas because it generally picks me up out of the gutter of my emotions. Because when I share with you where I'm at and express myself, I feel better, so thank you for helping me heal myself by discussing papers in the street and papers in my hands, and in a way the cycle has been completed, the wheel has been completed, the plants will be delivered in the steel cabinet that I've kept for over 40 years in a certain location to this herbarium next week, and that's the end of a long cycle. A very long cycle, and I'm getting, it's not a depression I'm feeling. I'm feeling the completion of a very long cycle. I have other things I have to complete that I lay awake sometimes and I wake up in the middle of the night. What am I going to do with all of my unpublished written manuscripts? I think maybe they should be burned. Just burn them. What do you need to publish them for? Must everything that you wrote in your life, some of these things are quite risque, by the way, sure there'll be an audience for it they want to read about those things do i need to publish them for what why do i need to publish stuff like that i look at it some of it's excellent it could be about a time i went into a strip club and what was in my mind and when i spoke to a girl on the stage and got to know her that she wasn't just a degenerate whore, as you may think turned out to be a very sensitive intelligent person how would she wind up stripping on the stage That interested me, like Toulouse-Lautrec. I mean, I could publish it. Who's going to read it? 300 people? To what end anymore? I ask myself over and over again. Must you bear your soul every day to feel alive? Must I bear my soul to be alive? I guess some people have to, and maybe I'm one of those people. Must I strip myself bare? Must I flagellate myself? Must I cut myself with thorns every day and bleed for you? Is it for you? Is it for me? Is it a bloodletting? Is it for God? I don't have an answer for that. I think that this may be the conclusion today of what I... I didn't know what I was going to do today. I've spoken with you just now for 20 minutes. I said we're living in the most debased spiritual times. I've experienced in my lifetime. God, nature, music, the sea and sky keep me from drowning in the filth. Would you like a live YouTube on this? And many of you said yes. And I know that you want somebody to talk about what's going on inside them, their lamentations, so that you can be freed to speak about what you're feeling, maybe just to yourself or to God or to a pet, to a wife, to a husband. You need to strip yourself open. You need to bear yourself because we can't take any more of this pain. I'm totally depressed. All the years I've given to trying to save the world, I know it it sounds megalomaniacal and egotistical, but all the years I've tried to save the world and do good things seems to have come to nothing. We have an old age home faking itself as a... A White House. Okay. Um, Hang on. Uh, Sorry. Oh. I visited people in assisted living. They were in better shape than than Joe Biden. You look at the man. The man is living in an assisted living facility called the White House, and he's surrounded by deviants who are doing everything they can to bring about the, the death of America and the death of the West. That's one man's opinion. It's very depressing if you actually see the truth. You realize America is being assassinated. Biden is not the Toryador. Biden's just living in assisted living. The Toryadores who are assassinating America are silent. They're the perverts that you never see. The deviants that you never see. The ones who think that we're gonna wipe Russia off the planet, that Putin's a clown. The ones who elevate Zelensky to some god when he was a perverted comedian before the war. He was not even popular in his own country. Now, I have to add the caveat, because otherwise, you'll think I'm a bad guy. The Ukrainian people are suffering. The Russian people are suffering because of Putin's invasion. Let's not go back to 2014. It's too complicated for most of you to understand what John McCain did with the maiden revolution when he went there to cause a revolution in the streets of Ukraine to overthrow a, yes, a dictator, a stooge of Putin, but there was peace. And then to top it off, they take a perverted comedian who played the piano with his penis called Zelensky, a, a sick degenerate, he's a sick degenerate, just a vaudevillian, a sick degenerate piece of crap who's now been turned into the greatest man in the history of the world because of the vermin in the media like Jake Tipper. But he's he, Jake Tipper is nothing. He's a symbol, he's a symptom of the times. Then his popularity goes up. The country is dying. How many millions of Ukrainians have been driven out because this son of a... won't do a settlement, a peace deal? When Kissinger, a few months ago, a genius, let's forget what he did with Vietnam and all. Kissinger said we need to set work a peace deal out. In my view, a movement towards negotiations and... Uh, negotiations on peace need to begin the next two months or so the people who call biden the smartest man on the planet said that kissinger was was uh, senile because he wanted peace where's the peace where are all the peaceniks where have they gone where's joan Baez? oh many times must have... where'd they all go where all these fraudulent degenerate drug addicts go You hear any of them singing for peace now? The Peter, Paul, and Mary communists? They were never for peace. They were just anti-American. They hated this country. They were red diaper doper baby scum. They were raised to hate America by the sickest parental generation in history, their parents. They raised these communist vermin. How many times? Where are they now? Where are all the peaceniks? There are none. Look at Fox News, all the gung-ho warmongers. Why aren't they going over there and fighting the Russian troops? instead of laughing all the way to the swiss banks why that's their problem they have to face god not they have they have to face god for what they're doing to this country under the guise of being conservative a conservative tries to conserve and preserve a conservative tries to save a nation not destroy a nation a Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Trump's calling for peace, and he's a bad guy, right? Everyone else seems to have steel plates in their brains. They're robots leading us to our death. Very sad as I feed the the seagulls since my dog died last, last Thanksgiving. I'm laughing because I won't get another dog. People have said, you got to get another teddy. You know, many of you have lost spouses and you won't get remarried. Do you understand why I won't get another dog? Instead, I feed the seagulls. I talk to them. They're like pets. You get to know birds. They're like, they're like pets. They have a higher consciousness, by the way. Animals have a, another consciousness that you can tune into if you're like me or if you like the Fijians or if you like the Native Americans. That's why so much of the symbolism of Native culture is about animal life they were tuned into the animal spirits as am i how can a white guy from bronx new york born in manhattan a native manhattan no indian me how can i tune into the the animals of the world how do i know what a gibbous moon is how is it that i'm affected by the phases of the moon how is it that some in some phases i don't meet people i don't go out i don't feel good about going out in certain phases of the moon only one phase, that I can't wait for a certain phase of the moon when I feel my best. How is it possible? Well, for one, I'm not medicated. I take mega vitamins I have for 45, 50 years. I watch every bite I put in my mouth. I haven't been praying much, I'll be honest. I have been very bad with regard to that. Every day I say I'm going to go and put the tefillin on, that wrapping stuff. I'm going to tune into God again. I'm going to tune myself up, and I don't do it i don't even have the kaya to go put the tefillin on the kaya means the inner chi energy or the the courage the inner energy right now to talk to god instead i'm talking to my people you're my people you're my extended family you are the savage nation that i drew together in 1994 you're still here and i'm michael i'm still here for how long is not my doing I don't care how many vitamins you take. I don't care how many prayers you make. At a certain point, it's that man upstairs that pulls that that trigger. And it comes at you when you least expect it. Comes at you like a heart attack. Comes at you like a cancer. Comes at you like a, 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 a lightning bolt. When you're young, you don't worry about these things unless you are five years old dying of cancer at a hospital and you worry about these things all the back wards filled with these children with leukemia and diseases it's hard to believe the suffering on this planet and we have to look at this degenerate waste of human every time you open a newspaper a surgically altered slut is all you see whether it's her or another one with the same face where do they all go for that ugly face that surgically slut face and then you got the black nazi ex-husband dominating the news cycle now he hates jews But we're supposed to look up to him because he's going to buy something like Parlor. You people are so stupid. I warned you about Parlor when it was coming along. I said, don't put you, don't go on it. I warned you. But to get back to the dog, I can't get another dog because he was my spirit guide, my friend. People say, what do you mean he was a spirit guide? What the hell does that mean? Teddy was my spirit guide. You know, things that go bang in the night. They don't like dogs, by the way. I don't know if you know this. That's why the native americans all had dogs it was to keep the evil spirits away the evil spirits don't like dogs so i would sleep at the bed and teddy would be with me i don't know what he talked to him or bark at them. i have no idea but they didn't bother me they're around i hear him i hear him but i don't want another dog so if you lose a mate you replace the mate right away with another one and think it's that easy to adjust to another man or another woman It's the same with the dog. say, well, it's just a dog. I don't know. Maybe to you it is. But when I had such a special relationship with Teddy, uh, it's not that easy to replace him. You ever see my book, Teddy and Me? It's a great book. Maybe the next YouTube I will do, I will read from Teddy and me. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. So folks, I have nothing more to strip myself bare to exhibit to you. I know many of you rely upon me like a father, a grandfather, a brother, even a husband. I know that. I fill a role in, 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 in the lives of many people. Yes, I know that. Someone just said, Teddy was your brother. I, I It could be. I get it. Could be. Well, I think it's that time of day when I should stop talking. I don't want to get maudlin. If I've not already crossed the line at the maudlinism... Uh, because if I go there, I don't. I may not come back from it right now. I'm not in the great state. And I think tonight I'm just going to knock this off. I know you're going to say, "No, Mike, stay. Go get the vodka, have a drink." I haven't had a drink. Like, I don't drink much vodka. Oh, you, know, you drink a lot. No, I put on an act like Dean Martin. I don't drink a lot. I drink precisely two drink, two glasses of wine a night. That's what the cardiologist told me is okay. And sometimes I'll go over the edge a little. I get a headache. But I'm very careful, I watch very carefully what I put into my body. I really haven't eaten meat since I got sick, but the other night I had beef for and I ate it for three days. Like a, an animal who killed another animal and you eat feast on it for three days. But I don't crave any meat. I largely live, live on vegan food, maybe some chicken. I, I can't eat fish anymore. I, I have an allergy to fish. Would you believe I developed an allergy to fish? Then a story came out today about most scallops are fake. They're minced up, old, cheap fish that they press into a roll and cut and make it look like. Because I ate scallops last week, fresh scallops from a market that they bring out of a bucket in the market I shop in. You know, it looks good. I got sick. I got a, like an allergy attack like you can't believe. No doubt. It was made of, of cheap garbage fish. So there's so much adulterated food out there right now. I never eat tilapia. That's sewer, sewer fish. It's like eating shrimp in a Chinese restaurant. You're eating sewer shrimp. They may as well be raised in a sewer in Shanghai. They were known as sewer shrimp. I'm very careful what I eat, so grains, vegetables. I can't drink wine right now. My allergies are out of control. This is an odd thing going on, now that we're talking about other personal stuff. Now, in the past, allergies would come up in the spring, like for everyone. And we all know from allergist studies, That allergies generally ended in Northern California around July 1 after the flowering season. There were no allergies and you're free and clear for the summer. You were good through September all the way through to the following spring. I have had non-stop allergies with no respite since last spring. Now, there are reasons for it. The reasons could be numerous. The weather is changing slightly now. You'll see the broad global. Yeah, it's getting warmer, I'm sure. Don't go into the man-made thing of telling you about all of that. I don't, I don't even want to discuss it right now. It's irrelevant. The allergies have not stopped. I don't take allergy medication because it screws me up. I don't like anything that alters my mind that I can't control. Alcohol, for example, if I titrate two drinks tonight, I might only have one with some lime, with some um, Pellegrino, nice clean vodka. I can tell you exactly where my head's going to go, exactly how long it's going to last. It's water-soluble. It'll be out of my body within 12 hours. That's why I like alcohol, because I know exactly where it's going to go, and I know how much to titrate to go there. When you're young, you don't know these things. So you see every movie now, shots, 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 right? The girls, oh, bang, the shots down. Who do you think is destroying the world? Katzenberg, Hatzenberg, Matzenberg, and Ratzenberg. Still the same one. Remember I said that? People said, don't do that. I'll say it again. Who do you think is destroying the word? Katzenberg, Hatzenberg, Matzenberg, and Ratzenberg. Who's ever running Hollywood are the vermin and scum of the planet. They have destroyed the mind of the West. They have incited the hatred of the Muslim. The Muslim does not want their daughter to become a dirty slut as portrayed by Katzenberg, Hatzenberg, Matzenberg, and Ratzenberg. The Muslim doesn't want his son putting on high heels in a dress, becoming a cross-dresser. The Muslim doesn't want his boy becoming a girl. The Muslim doesn't want his girl becoming a boy. The Muslim wants his children getting married and having children. That's the order of nature. That's the order of things. And look what we have in this country today. The sickest, lowest forms of humanity have taken over school boards have taken over schools, have taken over the books for children, and are perverting the minds of our children to an extent that even the Weimar Republic, it was not as prevalent in the Weimar Republic, the sickness and filth that we are allowed, that we are forced to endure today, to be very precise, was not something the average German had to endure pre-Hitler in Germany. I threw out a loaded hand grenade just now, pre-Hitler in Germany. People are praying in this country for a strong person to come along, could be a woman, like in in Italy. Oh, she's my hero. Moroni, what a great woman. She's already being called every name under the sun by the degenerate scum, the communists, the socialists, the anarchists in Italy who run the newspapers and the media calling her every name under the sun. Why? Because she says, I am a Catholic, I am a woman, I am a mother. That's what defines me. My nation defines me. They hate her. Look what Biden and his degenerate scum have done to this country. We'll ne- we may never recover from this one. Five million illegal aliens. Do you say, well, you know, how could you say that? You're the son of an immigrant. I'll say it very clearly and write this down. Have you seen an Einstein yet appear from any of these immigrants from Central America? Where's the Einstein? It doesn't mean they're evil. There's no Einstein, there's no Stravinsky. Where are they? Why have we seen no Stravinsky or Einstein appear from these hordes that have come in? Where are they? We're waiting for them to emerge? There's a big difference, by the way. Not all immigrants are equal. You don't like to hear it, it's too bad. That's the truth. I can't play football. Don't put me on a football field, I get crushed in two seconds. But don't take somebody from a football field and have them try to do what I do, because his mind will show you who he is within two seconds. That's all I want to say. I've said enough. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So I think I entitled this YouTube piece, Can the World Survive? This, it's 37 minutes now. I hope that I've given you some comfort in bearing my soul and one day, maybe I'll do a YouTube piece very soon on my manuscripts. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm actually, I'm going to do a piece of it right now before I sign off because I teased you. So hold on a minute. I think what I'm going to do for you is show you something. And then I'm going to show you what we're going to do next time. I have these boxes of unpublished manuscripts that I've had for 40 years. I don't know what to do with them. Burn them. Publish them. My Year in New York, The Bungalow Colony, Old Draft. I mean, stuff, some of it's good, some of it's just the, the writings of a young man. Some of it's not good. New fiction book, you know, new fiction book. There's another piece called Tiburon. Some of it's 30, 40, 50, 80, 100 pages, handwritten. Some of it maybe should never see the light of day. This is just notes from my podcast, but underneath it are my writings that have never been published. Some of it's gone from TypeScript to from Manuscript to TypeScript, but never gone from TypeScript to the next. Here's one I told you about, The Stripper. I don't know if I need to publish any of this. I may burn it. What the hell is the point? Here's a painting that I've had since 1966. I bought it with my last $50 in a park in London before I got on a plane to New York. Jay Ash is the artist. I don't know who he is. I doubt that it's worth very much more than I paid for it. Here's a painting I bought from my father when I was 11 years old. He was an antique dealer. He he, He didn't do it because he was mean. I told him, I said, Dad, I love that painting of the sea. I've always loved the sea, probably East Coast in Maine. And he sold it to me for $10 or something. He wanted me to understand things have value. He taught me the value of a dollar. You get it? So I have these paintings with me since I'm a child. I don't even know how I've kept them all these years. And I have to decide what to do with all of them. Paintings, sculptings, all the stuff that a person... You don't really think about it when you're collecting them. So as the sun sets on the day, it's been a hot day out here. The weather changed from cold to hot. I needed heat in the morning. And now it's like a hot summer night. It's a good night to drive in my Corvette somewhere, play some Latin music and forget my troubles, but then I couldn't have a drink. So I have to make a choice. Have a drink and don't drive in the vet with the music I love? Or not have a drink and drive in the Corvette with my music blaring with the top down. I can't do both. I'm not a Hollywood guy. I don't do that. I respect the law. I adhere to the law. One last thing. What am I reading right now? Show you what I'm looking at right now. Just, just I'm sharing with you. It's like your friends in the house. So I, when I, Somebody's going to buy magazines. So the Napoleonic Wars are fascinating. You say, oh, it's only a magazine. Oh, that's not deep. Oh, look at that, how facile. Yeah, right. Okay. Story of the Vietnam War. I've read other sources. Military history, our tanks obsolete. And then, of course, cars. But the this, this story of the Napoleonic Wars, I mean, he was basically a, ma- a madman. Napoleon was a total madman. You read the numbers? 40,000 men died in a battle. Wiped out 30,000 men, 40,000 men. And now they're looking for white supremacists in our military. They don't understand why they can't recruit anyone. They have a city chief who hates white people under that moron defense secretary. Where they got him from. Holy God. Nothing to do with the fact that he's African-American. He's an idiot. There's great African-American warriors. He's not one of them. He's a complete moron. He hires a diversity chief who publishes stuff, hating white people. Well, that's it for tonight. I think I've reached my point of no return. We've had 41 minutes together. I'll turn my kitchen lights on. I wish you are all here with me tonight. I feel like having a meeting. Like, I really feel like we should have a meeting of a thousand people again. Sometimes I think of the old days when I did those huge events. Remember any of you at those events? I did many of them in the early days of my radio success when I shook up San Francisco. We packed the hall, 3,000 people, Paul Revere Society. It was great. Those are great nights. I have it all on tape. What should I do with them? Burn them? Put them together? I don't know. They're not going to be burned. So I'm going to say goodnight to you. I keep this picture here. This is my mother, rest her soul, Rachel. Queens, New York, <laughs> in the little house. It was it was probably 15 feet wide. That kitchen, a four burner stove. Look, she was making a soup. It was one of my visits from afar. And that's it. On those words, I'll show you something else. I keep just you don't think I'm something. One of my children gave me this 30 years ago. I'm a Buddhist? No, I'm not a Buddhist, but I, I understand religion. Came with a note. Told me the next time I don't feel good, remember to be centered or something like that. I keep it for a long time. Certain things you keep, certain things you don't. I'm not a Buddhist. I don't pretend to be. I'm not a Marin County Buddhist. I frankly don't even understand the religion. I'm am I'm a, I'm a monotheist, period. All right, that's it. It's enough now. I think we've had enough time together. Probably gave away too much of my intimate background. I am now going to go show you what I'm going to about to drink. I know that's all you want to hear. Not wine, because my allergies are bad. It's the Dr. Vodka night, and there was nothing left here. I'm going to make a Dr. Savage, which is vodka, squeezed lime and Pellegrino, I'm going to talk to the uh, water, and I'm going to pray for America. I'm going to pray for this great nation, and pray that my grandfather's hopes and dreams for his grandson do not go up in smoke because of the degenerate scum that we have running this country. God save America, thank you for listening.